where we discuss every song from Sheva to Yod. And tonight, we do not have Aaron. Unfortunately, he is sick, and we will not be able to have him join us uh, for this week's episode. But the great news is that we do have a good friend of mine joining me. I've known her for, what, 15 years, Bonnie? Yeah. And not only is she one of my friends, but she's a huge BNL fan, especially of their earlier years in music. But also, she's going to help bring a little cred to the podcast this week, as I'm Christian, and Aaron is, is agnostic, so it feels a little like a cultural appropriation for me to be talking about this song this week, uh, so I was hoping that we could have someone on that, that might be able to have a little bit more information to bring. I'm glad that, Bonnie, you were able to join us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bonnie, tell us a little bit how you came to Bare Naked Ladies. All right. Well, I really started, found them kind of in college. In the early 90s, I was at Syracuse and listened to a lot of different music and came across them. And I love their sound. I love their music. Seen them, you know, a few times in concert since then. And I think they're probably one of the best performing bands I've ever seen. And uh, one of those times was, was with you, Tracy. Um, <laughs> I saw them up in Bangor. But um, what really sticks out to me the most in the early 90s or mid-90s we were renting an apartment up in Syracuse in college, and the song I Had a Million Dollars was out in the song Old Apartment, and we just used to play that over and over. For some reason, it just resonated, and that was like our apartment music. But I think their sound is addictive, their lyrics are fun, and they're just a genuine band. They enjoy what they do, and it's obvious that they just have a lot of fun singing. So, yeah, they've been with me for a long time. <laughs> Longer than me. You're so, the expert, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of time to learn a lot about this band. So if you haven't heard the song before, this week we are going to be talking about Hanukkah Blessings. And if you haven't heard it before, here's a quick snippet. We remember how Maccabees fought so all of us could be free. And so we celebrate. So this song is by Stephen Page. It is on the Bare Naked for the Holidays album. Interestingly enough, it actually was released as an as an extended play album um, rather than just a single by Bare Naked Ladies back in November of 2005. It contains two tracks from the holiday theme Bare Naked for the Holidays album and one live version of a track from that album. And it this EP went gold in Canada. That surprises me pretty excellent <laughs> um, so they played this song 18 times live it's interesting they do it all of course during the holiday season and they haven't played it again since oh i don't even remember the last time they played this live not since steven left the band a long time ago yeah matter of fact they haven't played this since the holiday tour back in 2005 even though they've had holiday concerts in the meantime even with Steven there, they never played it again after that holiday tour. It's interesting. I wonder why. I'm not sure. It's it's an interesting choice. And I want to say, and I'm looking right now, they have played Hanukkah or Hanukkah more times than that since then. 
Just not this one for some reason. This is their least favorite of the two, I think. Could be. We love the Oh Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah song, their version. We play that all the time during the holidays. Oh, good. Then we'll have to talk about that next week. (laughs) To me. (laughs) So as far as I know, and I could be wrong, and you have much more information on this, I'm sure, than I do. There are very few Hanukkah songs out there, and and I had a hard time finding them. Am am I right, or am I just having difficulty with this? Um, I think most of the Hanukkah songs that you find are really set toward, you know, the religion. Um, They're more kind of sacred songs that are sung in temple and during the holidays. There's been a lot of remakes on Hanukkah songs, and I'm not sure why. Is it because Christmas is so big in our country, and we have so many more people celebrating that than Hanukkah? Clearly, we've had a couple of celebrities and bands do some remakes on Hanukkah, but I think most of their songs are religious-based, and so they're not touched upon. Yeah. That's my guess. That's too bad, because I feel bad that Christmas overtakes this time of the year and more isn't celebrated by other religions during this time or isn't recognized as much by other by us toward other religions during this time of the year. Right, absolutely. And I think a lot of the Hanukkah songs that are sung during this time are in Hebrew, so... People aren't going to sing that um, <laughs> on the radio or, you know, out and about. So um, true. that's my guess. That's one of the great things about this song is that they do do a great blend between uh, singing it in Hebrew and singing it in English and, and also making it an engaging tune. Absolutely. They do a good job. Good job with that. But I think most people don't understand Hebrew or know how to say it. So it's hard to sing it. <laughs> true. That was one of the things I did want to note is that. I am really impressed with the rest of the band in that when it comes to the holiday, the Hanukkah blessings piece of this, they actually must have learned at least phonetically how to do the harmonies behind Steve during those times. Lot of practice. It's kind of like when I had my bat mitzvah. It was a lot of practice, <laughs> a lot of repetition, <laughs> learning the language and learning how to say it. I'm sure because it's not a language that's highly used anymore in in this part of the United States, at least. And I'm not sure about elsewhere if it's highly used in other, maybe in more uh, secular kind of areas. Maybe it is, but. Probably uh, in Israel would probably be where you would find it the most. <laughs> but, uh, I know a lot of repetition, a lot of learning, a lot of, you know, learning the words. And it, it is not an easy language to learn. But once you get the flow of it, you know how to say it, it comes along. So speaking of the flow of it, you probably have a little bit more recognition of how did Stephen and Ed do with their flow with the song of this with when they hit the blessings piece? Um, I think they did a great job. I will be honest, when it first came out, I think the religion, not that I'm very religious, but the part of it was a little, I had to stop and go, huh, because no one's really ever done that. Really had to stop and think about it. Like, are we messing around with a song that's got such religious meaning? Should we be doing this? And then the more I got to know the song and listen to it, it just, I enjoy it. And I'm glad now that people can hear that and get a piece of our history and, and what we're about. So I think they drastically changed the tune from our very religious 
tone of, you know, how it's supposed to be. And I did it. It took me a little while. Now I, again, we play it every year in my family. So um, yeah, the intonations and the, and the rhythm are very different than what yeah. I've heard online for people to do. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll kind of get to that when we get to the actual blessings that are, are in the song, because they actually yeah. do use realistic blessings in, and the actual blessings of uh, the, the religion in the song itself. Yeah, absolutely. But I think with the relig- with the Jewish religion, you it's tend to the songs are the same. They're solemn. They're you don't mess around with it. It's everything is the same. You know, it was different, and I think they pulled it off and were able to to do it. Yeah. Um, just a couple of songs that were out there that I was able to find because before we get too far away from it. So Peter Paul and Mary did a song called "Light One Candle." Light one candle for the Maccabee children. With thanks to their light, it didn't die. Light one candle for the pain they endured when their right to exist was denied. Light one candle for the terrible sacrifice justice and freedom demand. Uh, 613 did a version of Shake It Off called Hanukkah. I'm spinning dreidels, onions and potatoes, coming to my table. Smells so good, singing it's gonna be eight nights. Cause we're counting up to eight, 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 eight. We're escaping off of faith, 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 faith. We're gonna celebrate, pray, 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 pray. That was kind of interesting and intriguing and very different. Adam Sandler, of course, has his Hanukkah song. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Which <laughs> is funny uh-huh. it's humorous but it's not very religious in in measure and then of course the levies which is many of the members of guster are mixed in with some other people as well actually do a whole hanukkah album hanukkah rocks um and once again that's a little bit more religious but it's again meant to be more comedic than anything else mm-hmm. absolutely now correct me if i'm wrong hanukkah is not considered to be a high holiday um, Hanukkah is more of a celebration. So our high holidays are Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur is the Jewish New Year. And those are sort of our big two holidays of the Jewish religion. Hanukkah is a holiday, um, but it's more of a celebration. Not as a religious holiday as the other two, but more of a celebration of, you know, what happened back in the day with kind of taking back our religion and things like that. So, yes, it's very much a holiday that we celebrate but i would think it was it's more of a celebration as opposed to a high religious holiday which is interesting because if you ask most laymen i think they would misunderstand that and say that hanukkah was a really important holiday because it lines up with an important holiday for the christian religion right and it is an important holiday in our religion but again it's more of a celebration so why don't we talk a little bit about what hanukkah is because i will be honest i totally did not know a lot about what hanukkah was until i started doing some research because my kids would hear this song and then they would ask me and i'm like i honestly don't know how to answer this um i could answer based on the little bit of information i pulled together to teach my kids some on it 
but I think it, it, it would be better probably coming from you. Can you explain <laughs> to the audience a little bit about Hanukkah? I can. So just a kind of a brief version of what Hanukkah is. The Maccabees are, were a Jewish rebel army, and they revolted against the Seleucids because they wanted to get rid of the Jewish culture. And one of the Jews from the Maccabees refused to conform to this pressure. He was killed off, and then he had five sons who led a revolt, and they kind of recaptured Jerusalem back. It took about three years. And they cleansed the temple that was destroyed because they destroyed most of the things that related to the Judaism. And they built a new altar and built a new temple. So Hanukkah is eight days. And the reason why they celebrate eight days is because they just had enough oil for one day to light the menorah at that time. And it lasted for eight days and they never expected that. So while it lasted those eight days, they were able to get more oil to light the candles. So that was sort of that celebration of getting their religion back and being able to continue to celebrate it when it was when people were trying to get that taken away from us and was there a reason they couldn't get the oil to them during those eight days like during that time or well at that point everything was gone and so they just had a small jug with them of oil that was uncontaminated that they could use and they weren't able to access the other oil at the time so their one one night of oil lasted to eight days and nice the Hanukkah blessings. Now, how many actual... In the song, they use two different blessings. How many blessings are there total? Well, growing up for me as a Reformed Jew, there was one blessing that we sing at Hanukkah every year. There are paragraphs of or stanzas of blessings, so they can continue on. So like when we sing for the Hanukkah candles, we use the first stanza, and that's what most Jews will use during Hanukkah, but there's other stanzas that continue on. So I'm wondering if that is part of of that. And then the more the Jews that are very, you know, not as reformed, their blessings are going to be a little bit different. So what are are the Hanukkah blessings? Uh, Well, I can say the Hanukkah blessing in Hebrew for you if you like. That would be wonderful. Okay, so when we get ready to light the menorah, uh, which is a kind of a candle, candelabra with, it has nine candles on it. The Seamus is the one that is lit first, and then that lights each candle every night. So every night we add another candle. So the first night we add one candle, and then we add on. And you sing the same blessing every single night that you light the candle. Um, so I will not sing it because I will not give you my lovely singing voice, but I will say the <laughs> blessing so you have it. So it goes, Barakata Adonai, Eloheinu Melakaolam, Asher Kiddushanu, Bamitzvah Vitzivanu, Lahar Nikner, Shel Hanukkah. And for people that are wondering what the intonation sounds like, so it sounds, because you were mentioning about how the religious kind of sound to it, I will post in here the religious, like someone actually singing the, that, just so mm-hmm. that we can, they can hear the intonation that goes with it. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Asher kidshanu b'mitzvotav, B'tzivanu lehadlik ner, Excellent, because you don't want to hear my uh, intonation <laughs> singing. <laughs> now, uh, do you have a American English translation of what that means? I do. It says, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, 
who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to kindle the Hanukkah lights. I like your blessing a lot better than the one that I found online. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that much, much better. <laughs> um, so then there's, there's a second one that is in the song as well. So the first one is in there early on that sounds like a chorus. I think most people mistake it as a chorus, and it's not. It's it's really the first blessing, and then the second time when they all sing it together, it's the second blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that what what the second blessing would be or why it why it would be different than the first one, or if they just maybe they have different ones they might try on different nights or something. I'm not an expert in it, but I think it's either, it's a longer part of the blessing. And if I remember correctly, I think there's one blessing the first night, maybe that's a little bit different that then that they do than all the other nights. I remember my grandmother uh, was very, you know, I, my mother, my grandmother, very much into the holidays that there was another blessing that was sung either the first night, I think, along with the regular blessing that's sung every night. Bonnie, I can't fault you because if I were being quizzed on my religion right now, I'm sure that I would be <laughs> having just as much trouble with Catholicism as you are at this point. So, <laughs> Yeah, but I think it has to do with the first night because it's all coming back to me of like there was two blessings that were sung. So, Okay, so I'm going to post in Stephen's version of the blessing, the second blessing here, or I shouldn't say Stephen's version because really the whole band at this point harmonizing it. And then I'm going to put in the intonation version of the one that I found online. So you get a feel of how it's a little bit different right here. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam She'asani simla avoteinu ve'imoteinu um, now, what I have for the second blessing, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the second blessing because it sounds like you you tended to your family tended to use more of the first blessing most of the time. So, what is the English translation of the second one? Blessed are you. Lord, our God, sovereign of all, who performed wondrous deeds for our ancestors in days of old at this season. I like that. It's a really cool blessing. Yeah. And I can't speak a lot, of course, of the Jewish religion, but of course, the Christian religion, the Catholic religion especially, is very much based upon the Jewish religion. Uh, that's where it comes from, you know, Judo-Christian religion. And it reminds me a lot of the blessings that the Catholic Church kept. Mm-hmm. going for yeah. thousands of years, literally, at this point, because they never changed a lot of their blessings along the way. And they sound very similar, just translated. Right. And I think that's part of the time, too, back then. Right. So that's how things were said back in the back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start off with that's right. a, a nice address to the to the deity and make sure you flatter them as much as possible. Then That's ask right. for what you're asking for, and then kind of finish with a nice flattering as well most of the time. That's right. And if we were all remembered, Jesus was Jewish. 
So yes. even that his religion came out of Judaism, I'm sure a lot of that, you know, a lot of that stayed, that consistency part of it. No, it definitely fits and melds. Right. I do have a question. One of the things that keeps coming up um, as I listen to different people talking about it, and it's, and it's mentioned in the song, talking about how it's difficult during the season of commercialism being Christmas, which it mm-hmm. <laughs> very much has become less about Christianity and and Christ and Jesus, um, and much more about commercialism at this time of the year. It's hard for Christians to kind of deal with that, but it, since it's blended in, you know, we we kind of is, have accepted it. It talks a lot during this song about how it's difficult to be Jewish during the season of commercialism and having to deal with seeing it kind of everywhere. With the jingle bells and the toys and the TV shows and the noise. And as a person who's kind of lived that life and been there, like, is it difficult? And what do you see as the difficulties? Yeah, I I think it is. I think the stores and society has taken over as making this a commercialized thing. And what I appreciate about the Jewish religion is it's about its religion. You know, it's very much in history, very much about traditions. As a kid growing up, it was hard. I was one of the very few Jewish people in my school. People didn't understand it. I used to get, I remember, get upset every Wednesday night because all my friends went to CCD. And I was like, well, I didn't even know what CCD (laughs) was, but they were all getting together. And I wasn't, you know, and then trying to explain being Jewish. And there was a time where I almost felt like ashamed. Not I want to say ashamed, but I was different. It was very different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as I got to become part of the Jewish community and started going to Hebrew school and doing things like that and had my bar mitzvah. But it is as a teen and an adolescent, you feel left out. And now as, as an adult, I almost cherish the fact that it is the way it is because it's very traditional. It's very, it's truly about the religion. And I rack my brains when I go out and everything is Christmas, 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 and gifts. Like I think sometimes we forget the meaning of Christmas, and mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that people are starting to go back to that because I think it comes full circle and people are starting to realize that. But it shouldn't be about gifts. It shouldn't be about presents. At Hanukkah, there is a gift one night every for eight days. You know, uh, when you're a kid, and you're seeing everyone get tons of presents, and you get one present for a night um, that's spread out. But uh, you know, now I think it is, and I think it's. There's a time there where it just wasn't talked about and we should be te- celebrated. Every religion should be celebrated. You know, now you're starting to hear a little bit more about that and you're starting to hear about Kwanzaa, but it's almost like we have to talk about it because society is saying we're all the same. We got to talk. We don't, we're so afraid to leave someone out. I don't want to be recognized for that either. I, I want us Jews to be recognized and no, I do appreciate the fact that it has stayed religious-based and tradition-based and family-based and hasn't become commercialized. And nowadays, Jews are almost afraid to celebrate because look at what's going on in the world, you know? Like, not okay to be Jewish. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost dangerous these days, even in America, which is sad. Right, right. So I think I appreciate the fact that we've it's stayed very religious-based, but as a kid growing up, I can see where it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, it's kind of sad that this is where we, we've become. So I want to ask you, in your perspective on this, and, and once again, like, obviously you can't speak for all, all Jewish people or anything like that, but just for your own perspective on it. Here we have this holiday CD, and very often holiday CDs 
are very much Christian CDs with that that say they're holiday CDs, but that's just to kind of you know kind of blend it out a little bit more. But I think it's really important to kind of bring up, and I wanted to ask you, like, you're listening to this holiday CD, and I'm trying to look at what number it is right now. You go four songs into it, and you come upon a Hanukkah song. Like, what was that like for you, being a Bare Naked Ladies fan? Um, it's exciting. Whenever I hear a Hanukkah song come out, I do get a little excited because it's like somebody's thinking about us. You know, again, that one time at first when the when the um, prayer is in there, I was a little taken back. But now anytime I hear a Hanukkah song, especially from Bare Naked Ladies, who I love, I, it's exciting that somebody's recognizing and singing. It's fun. You know, it's something we can bring to our family and we can sing. And we do. We listen to all those songs you mentioned as far as few between. But we sing those along with Christmas songs and everything else. So always exciting to hear your own band that you love sing those songs. What I like about this song is that Stephen is telling us about what this holiday is about. On the other song, you know, that, that we'll talk about next week, it's it's him kind of just singing an old classic. Mm. This one is him explaining to all of us people who aren't Jewish what what is Hanukkah really about? How how well does he hit on it? How well does he explain it? Do you think? Um, I think he does. I think he's done his homework and his research, and he, um, in a in a fun musical way, is sharing our story. You know what what the holiday is about, and if it's a catchy tune, people will start singing it. Maybe they'll understand a little bit about our religion. <laughs> uh, but I think he does a great job. Now, did you realize before this point, before hearing the song, that that Stephen was Jewish? Um, I don't think I knew, but I always wondered, like, why else would he go in depth where Adam Sandler made a joke of a song or, you know, where Stephen truly understood the lyrics were different. You know, it was different. You know, he really encompassed what it was about. Um, Mm. Stephen can be a Jewish name. So, you know, 10, 10. (laughs) many Stevens out there that are Jewish, but I, I think I always wondered and I wasn't sure. And I'm not sure what his mom's name is. I know his, his father's Christian, his father and his mother is Jewish. Um, I just don't know what his mother's maiden name was. Being the BNL expert that I am, I should know better. I should know this, but I don't. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and over the years, you know. <laughs> I didn't do all my research this week. How dare I? That's right. But it does make me feel better knowing that he is Jewish, that he's using the prayers in those songs. I don't know mm. why it does, but it it's like he's not impersonating it. It's his truth. One of the things I liked about it was it really, as, as someone who's not Jewish, it really interested me and made me want to look more into, like what the holiday was about, what the Maccabees were about. Because mm-hmm. um, I heard the word and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, I heard some of these other words, of course, you know, about the candles and, you know, about dreidels and, and things like that. These are stuff that kind of infuse into the culture, but you kind of just you hear them and you don't you don't really kind of uh, let it become more interesting to you. But hearing about the Maccabees, I'm like, wait, there's a part of this history that I don't remember ever being in the Bible. I gotta go find out about this. Yeah. And I think there's a part of it that's not in the Bible, like that it was left out. If I remember doing some research, like there's. This part of that that's not in the Bible. So you yeah. don't necessarily know about it. But yeah, it's good. And I love what I love about this song is his intensity, where his intensity grows because I think that goes to, you know, the destroying of the temple and, and the fighting. Mm. It just kind of his song gets like passionate. 
you know, there's some yeah. passion there for a while. And, and I think it goes with the theme of what happened. And when we get to that last prayer, um, it's not really, uh, it's not really a verse. I mean, chorus, it's, it's a prayer. Um, yeah. When we get to that last blessing, it is really celebrational. Right. Because at the end, right, they won. They got their temple back. They got their religion back. And it was a celebration. Yeah. And, it, and it's a lot of fun. I try not to because I don't want to culturally appropriate. I try not to sing the blessing because I feel like I would be wrong in singing it. Plus, I know I'd get the words wrong and probably be saying something way off kilter. But it is very catchy. It is. And what do you think? Do you think most people sing it, whether they're Jewish or not? Probably. Probably. <laughs> But you know what it makes me think of is all the times I used to go to church with like a friend at Christmas or they would bring me and I'd have to be the one sitting in the row while everyone went up to get their Hmm. um, cracker, but it's not like they're (laughs) they're a little piece of bread. And I used to think, can I go up? But I can't go up because I'm not. But where do you not step on toes of someone else's religion? Um, And a prayer, a prayer in Judaism is is very you know it's solemn it's religious it's you don't just say it out in the in the blue but so again right. it makes me better that he is Jewish singing this song and I think that's where I took that step back at first so good you know it's in a song let people sing it let people yeah. learn about it. well and it's not like in reading the translation it's not something that can't apply to other people and other people couldn't right. like not say. So it's, it's actually great that they, in that translation to know yeah. like, Oh wait, you know, that's something I could say to my, to my deity. Yeah. Um, and, and not feel like I'm stepping on toes. I'm just saying it in a different religion. I mean, in a different uh, language. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the music for a second. Like it's really interesting. It's a very, very simple song. Uh, starts off with just the drums. There's just really something about interesting about the drum beat that we have going into this um, that makes it stand out from other songs. Absolutely. I think it goes along with, again, like the whole piece of the religion and um, drums was a big thing. You know, that was back in the day, that was a musical instrument that was used in a lot of religions along with, you know, violin and guitar and things like that but i think it's just a good way to start kind of brings you back to the roots i guess (laughs) i think it's around like going into the first verse we have the bass and the guitar joining in very softly in the background Mm -hmm. to kind of highlight steven's voice yeah um and then the the mandolin joins in i just i like it it's soft but it's upbeat it's catchy it makes you kind of listen in to kind of learn more yeah absolutely and then with the chorus, like it very much crescendos and, and gets louder as it goes in and adds more voices in. Yeah. And again, goes along with the tale as they get more passionate talking about it. Because it's really a celebratory song. When we sing it in temple, it's a celebration song. And it's going to up the song that everybody sings together or around your table when you're playing dreidel or celebrating at the holidays. It's a very upbeat celebratory song. And again, it's why I like how he has it with such passion in the middle of like, there's a conflict and then it comes back to celebration. Do you have any more that you would like to add about this song that we haven't talked about yet? No, I, I hope they come out with some more. I'd like to see them do some more uh, songs highlighting our religion and things like that. I think we need more. I think people need to be learning about our religions and all songs and not just Christmas. That'd be pretty cool. 
It would be. Well, while this is all that we have, why don't we why don't we do some ratings on this song? The way that we rate it on this podcast is zero to five. Zero being the worst and worst sounding song you could ever imagine happening. Five is like the most perfect song that you could imagine. Something that you would listen to like often as much as possible. This week, I'm going to change this. I was going to do something different, but I'm going to go right to the to the most obvious. How many blessings do you give this song? How many blessings? I like that. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to give it a five. They're my favorite band, and it's my holiday, and we don't have a lot of good holiday songs, and I just, I, I love the, the song and the tune, and it's catchy, and how can I not give my favorite band singing a Hanukkah song a, a five? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that I know he's Jewish, so kudos to him. Gives, gets more points. I give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I like this song a lot. I don't obviously seek it out every, every holiday season just because it doesn't resound with me as much. Um, it's, it's not my religion, so it doesn't quite um, resound. That being said, when it comes on, like if I have the CD in or if I happen to have it run through my playlist during the holiday season, I don't turn it off. I love it, and it's, it's a great song, and I want the kids to hear it so they get you know, exposed to other religions as well. So for that reason, like, to me, 2.5 is like a pop song, like something that would come on the radio normally. To me, it's higher than that. To me, this is like a 3.25. For, it's, it's not Brian Wilson to me, but it's still a really good song that I, that I enjoy listening to. Yeah. Well, there you go. For me, I play it every single Hanukkah. It, it comes out on purpose. So. <laughs> well, that would make sense. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have someone on, on the show that kind of, it, it speaks more to your religion, too. Yeah, and it gets thrown on the volume on high when it comes on the radio, so. <laughs> this week's appearance, I think you would really enjoy this. Um, what I'm putting out there, and it will be in the, in the liner notes for this week's episode, is a version of Steven doing this with a local band backing him. And I'm going to say it's in a synagogue. I can't prove it, but I'm guessing that's where most likely he would be playing this because it looks like a religious setting. And I can't imagine him playing this in a, in a church. So I'm guessing he's playing this in a synagogue with a local band backing him. It's just a really neat kind of feel to have him still singing it, but to have a different group of people playing it in the background. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait to hear it. You know, I, I, I've had a lot of fun talking about this song this week. And, you know, it just, ah, Hanukkah, ah, Hanukkah. How to, how to end this episode and talk about next week's song. Um, well, I guess I kind of just did. I, I guess next week we're talking about the song Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, um, <laughs> to discuss that traditional song that they, they also cover. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say that was a perfect segue in if you were going to talk about that song next. <laughs> I was going to start singing for you, but again, I'll uh, spare you the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us this week, Bonnie. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes. And join us next week for Hanukkah O Hanukkah. Have a great week. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.